0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning MV Pro Call. Today is October 5th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to Um or by subscribing to MotorVitality on whatever podcast application you happen to use or by visiting com, where you can listen to years and years and years' worth of archives. Um, definitely like having you guys on live, though. I like the discussions. I like... Uh, um, I like getting the feedback and, and so that it doesn't just turn into a, a uh, Kelly Thompson or Jen Smith lecture half hour. So I uh, definitely appreciate it. I'm going to start the call off the way I do pretty much every week, which is by uh, asking, is there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Anything worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country or anything we can help you with? Any questions you might have?
1: Kelly, I do.
0: Yeah, I thought you might, Jen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to welcome our um, most recent MV Pro. As a matter of fact, um, he came on board yesterday. It was his first day. Um, we just uh, hired Joe to complement Nicole um, with at Healthy on Water Solutions, which is a company that we're a plumbing company that we're helping start up a water treatment company with. So, um, welcome Joe. I don't know I because Good I love that I'm not sure. Oh, he is on. Good. Joe and
0: I already meet all of you. <laughs> I, I didn't realize so, that Joe's job was to compliment Nicole. So, like his, he's very first thing. Wow, I like your hair, and look at that hair. <laughs> That's,
1: okay, so exactly, as I said it, exactly. I'm like was, that wasn't uh, probably the right wording because Kelly's going to say something.
0: <laughs> I'm her faithful <laughs> just, sidekick. Joe's job. Don't worry about sales, Joe. Don't worry about representing health John. It's just to compliment Nicole. She, Moral she support for Nicole. <laughs>
1: Gosh. Anyway, so welcome, Joe. Um, welcome to the MD Pro
0: Thank you. Call. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, definitely. Welcome to the industry, Joe. I it's uh, yeah. it's always always love when we bring people into this industry. It's almost like you know I've said it many, many, many times before, and we've actually talked about it on this call before. It really is, it really is red pill versus blue pill. Of, you know, to make a how long I'm going to be able to make matrix references before people start going, what? Um, <laughs> maybe that time is now, but you, you, you know, it's when you come into this industry as I know the other people on this call will, will attest to that it, you can't unsee it once you come into the industry and you really start to delve into it. You just can't unsee it. It becomes everything. It becomes very, uh, very much part of, of your life and those around you and, and, Um, You know, even if people move on, they come into the industry for a little while and they move on, which um, I always hate to see because it's such an important industry. But I I think it really does change them forever, you know, when they start to to really understand how important, how how globally critical our industry is. So um, thank you, Jen, and welcome, Joe, for sure. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else have anything they want to mention or bring up? Is Scott from Alabama on? Did you make it on, Scott? He's not on today. Okay, so so our topic um, today actually stems from something that Scott mentioned to me that I hadn't heard of uh, last Thursday. So we were we were talking about this a little bit last Thursday and um, uh, before the call. Sometimes we log on a couple minutes before and have a little discussion and and then we did mention it on the call as well that that this there's this issue happening in um in new orleans right now with the mississippi river that i thought would be interesting to discuss a little bit and to talk about and and, you know, just uh, talk about this and see where the conversation takes us. Uh, so there's a lot of different directions that we can go with this. But has anybody been following what's happening at the mouth of the Mississippi with New Orleans and, and the saltwater uh, basically creeping significant, you know, quite a ways up the Mississippi River? Has anybody been following that? Just Just a little bit, Kelly. Not yeah. on any of the real details, other than what you're saying, because of the drought and the river level being down. Yeah, so it's it's getting to be a pretty big deal down there, to the point where, um, where they so let me let me basically uh, just explain what's going on. Okay, so so the mississippi river of course why this is an issue is because much of new orleans and and uh some of the communities uh, north of new orleans they are they get their drinking water from the mississippi river so they pull that out and they they um that's where their drinking water comes from and for the most part it's fresh water right so um and keeping in mind <laughs> Jen and I have clients up in northern Minnesota, right at the real close to the beginning of the Mississippi River. I, I think it's. Remember the first time we saw that, Jen? We saw that bridge and said Mississippi River because you could basically wade across it. It was, it was crazy. But if you've ever seen the Mississippi River, either you know, starting with, I mean, the first time I ever saw the Mississippi River was in uh, in Kansas City, um, where you cross there and. And I mean it's huge there. And when you get down into Mississippi or into Louisiana and then New Orleans, Mississippi River is just huge. I mean it's it's really wide across and and that's because you have so many rivers upstream that feed into the Mississippi and they of course flow all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. And uh um and so, you know, which which of course is saltwater, right? The Gulf of Mexico is saltwater. Now typically you have enough flow, coming out of that river to to prevent the salt water from creeping back up into the river okay and when the salt i mean at the first uh, mile or so of that river you do tend to have some brackish water it's not uncommon to have uh you know uh, golf life come up into the river there um Sharks and sea life and, and that type of thing, you know, right where it opens up, and that's because seawater is is uh, a lot denser than fresh water, and so it will tend to flow up. It flows underneath, so it sort of scoops. The fresh water comes up over the top of the salt water, and it's the lower levels of the river, the the deeper parts of the river that that tend to be salty or or Brackish water that um, that comes up. Well, you've got a really low flow because of the drought situation is pretty severe right now in that area, and has been for a couple of years. And uh, um, and so what's happening now is you've got that salt water creeping up underneath the river, but it's also because the river's so low it's really turning much of that river into into very saline or very brackish. Um, And sometimes, so for those of you that don't know, there are actual levels of TDS uh, quality. So seawater is about 35,000 parts per million total dissolved solids. Okay. And then you can, you go down to brackish water and you've got saline water and um, you know, and it, I don't remember all the levels. There's like five levels, but it goes down lower, but um, brackish water and, and, and salt water are pretty high in TDS, okay, as opposed to, you know, seawater is kind of the maximum that you get into, and that's, uh, well, I guess brine would be the maximum, but seawater is, is going to be 35,000 plus in um, uh, parts per million of total dissolved solids. And so when you have that 35,000 parts per million coming into fresh water, it of course raises the the TDS levels and you know significantly higher. It makes treating water with ion exchange much more difficult, and definitely with uh, reverse reverse osmosis much more difficult. So so anyway, that's normally when it's not uncommon to have drought situations down in that area. It's not uncommon. For the level of for the distance that the seawater encroaches into the mouth of the Mississippi, it's not uncommon to to have that fluctuate because they do have hot years and the water levels are lower. And um, but generally speaking, you have enough rain that comes through uh, and you know and, and raises those levels higher. And keep in mind, it's not just the rain in Louisiana that makes a difference it's all the rain that you have upstream so it's it's interesting because you've had a ton of rain in the midwest you know missouri has had a lot of rain in the missouri river definitely feeds the mississippi you've had a lot of rain upstream but it's not been enough to compensate for the drought and so normally when they've had when they've had these situations in the past you have a year of of drought and slower water and the the seawater will encroach up uh, up the river uh, and and then the next year you have a lot of rain and it gets better and you know it sort of equalizes itself out well it's been a couple years now that they've been in drought situations and the situation's getting quite critical now to the point where where the, the the water treatment the municipalities are simply not able to provide potable drinking water for many of the the citizens so they're having to bring bottled water in for drinking and um, you know, the water's on. They're still able to use it. They can certainly still treat it for microbiological contamination. But making it suitable for, for drinking is, as we know in this industry, much, much more difficult. So, um, uh, you know, so there's there's lots of issues. And, and, you know, you can definitely, as we see more and more evidence of climate change throughout the um the United States and, and, and actually globally, I think it does highlight the importance of our industry and in, in what we do. But um, so I thought it was interesting to, to just kind of talk a little bit about what's happening there and following it. But I I thought it might be interesting also to talk about some of the solutions that they're recommending and, and just have a discussion with you guys about what um, what the ramifications of that might be. So, of course, anytime, and you see this with, um, you know, it's a similar issue with uh, Lake Mead, right, where, where the Hoover Dam is and Lake Mead being so low. Now, we haven't heard as much about that. I haven't, I haven't seen a report of anybody, anybody's being found locked in a barrel for like a year now because they've had some rain out there and the levels of Lake Mead have have risen back a little bit, not much, but the Hoover Dam was was running at like fifty percent or less capacity um last year because Lake Mead was so low or we I think we talked about that last year where you know the the water levels are just dropping and dropping and dropping down there at lake mead and it's kind of the same thing you you have the Colorado River that supplies lake mead and um and there you' you're having a lot of arguments because of uh, people upstream are using the water before it gets to Lake mead. And so, you know, there's a lot of arguments between states and and municipalities on on water conservation, how much water they should be drawing out upstream, and and it's kind of the same thing with Mississippi, right? You've got people all along the Mississippi that are pulling what, lots of municipalities that are pulling water out of the Mississippi, and and they're pulling so much out of it that it's it's exacerbating the low levels and the slow flow of the Mississippi. Cause typically. The, the water in the Mississippi is flowing fast enough to keep that seawater from encroaching too far upstream. Um, and so uh, any thoughts on this? Or in, any Is anybody familiar with this? Um, what are your thoughts so far? Or is this a brand new? Have you guys not heard of this? Is this brand new? Wow, I didn't know this was happening. Um, what do you guys think so far? This is new to me. Who's that? Who's, who's that? This is no, Joe. The, the I, I just said this is, is this Jones? Jones? new to me. Yeah. What yeah. Joe? What Joe? You have not delved into this topic on your very first day in the industry. Well, no, I haven't. I haven't heard any news about the Mississippi, uh, you know, yeah. getting seawater. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's getting to be a pretty big deal, and you know, it, it's a little scary too, Joe, that you that you say that, given that you know, I want I don't want it to become you know how things in this country they they tend to happen so often i don't want the stories to become not newsworthy you know that because, because that means when they're not newsworthy you know when a plane goes down it's newsworthy because planes don't go down very often and it makes me wonder about stories like this about you know because this is impacting millions and millions of people and it's directly related to our industry for sure but you know, you're probably not alone, Joe. You're probably there are probably tons of people out there that I mean, I, I would venture to say there's probably a lot more people that are aware of the potential relationship between Kelsey and and uh, what's her name uh, um, Swift, right? Taylor Swift isn't uh, and Travis Kelsey, <laughs> right? There's probably a lot more people aware of that than they are you know what's happening right now and impacting millions of lives down in in the great state of louisiana you know and, and i think that's a little unfortunate and so um you know it, it this there one of the stories as i was kind of preparing for today's call that i was reading was on cnn so it's been there but i i i never saw it on cnn i just i happened to you know do a google search to find some of the the news stories that are on there and and uh, follow up with a little bit. So I do find that kind of interesting. Any other comments on that? So let's talk a little bit about I, – I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about some of the proposed solutions that they have. And, you know, the, before I do that, actually, one of the things that I found interesting in the articles is that Louisiana, they – you know, after Katrina um, – where they had the flooding there. And, I mean, that's really what I always associated with Louisiana. I never really, um, you know, I, I don't really think about Louisiana when I think drought. Um, and uh, and truthfully, Joe, just to be clear, I don't know that this story would have popped up on my radar quite as much as, as I said, as if Scott um, who lives in Alabama hadn't really pointed it out to me uh last week I, it may have popped up because I, I get google alerts and I try and stay on top of this stuff and I, I follow all this stuff but but I hadn't heard of it before last Thursday and so um even being in the industry it's not something that that is uh you know in your face but um you know I always Kelly? thought about flood yeah Jen go ahead oh
1: I'm I'm sorry I was I was muted when I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to talk earlier. So, um, and I don't know if this is what you are getting ready to allude to. Um, You know, I had sent this article to you and I, you know, thinking this is really interesting. And it is. So there's two aspects to this. Um, You know, a lot of this may not pertain to somebody who's in Indiana or somebody who's in Florida or California, but eventually and i hate to say it's not if it's going to be when there's going to be something whether it's a boil water advisory or it's something that gets kind of major like this is you know we have to kind of be prepared for this but not only prepared for this um one of the things that caught my eye in the article that popped up on my google alert was um what the media was saying about water treatment. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't I don't know if you were headed in that direction or not, but if you were you know honestly ahead. Jen, I
0: wasn't sure entirely where I was going to go with this topic. I I, I thought okay. some of the solutions were a little interesting and but I was hoping to kind of talk about how we how we talk about them too. You know, and you're right that article was really disturbing kind of the last couple paragraphs of the article that you sent me You can expand on that a little bit if you want that, that I think was, um, you know, the, I think there were the last three paragraphs that they were just, first off, it, it was clear that they had, whoever had written that article. Now that was not a big news organization. It was clearly a, a smaller local, um, organization. I think that had picked that up and, and it was, they found one water treatment guy, in the area and really quoted him the whole time. And and he really had put the spin on, on it. And, you know, even giving a a plug for the alkaline water and all of that stuff that, that he was doing as well. So, um, but go, go ahead and talk and talk to that a little, if you'd like.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the purpose of the article, they were talking about how now all of these restaurants, hotels, hospitals, nursing homes, um, private homes, they are looking for reverse osmosis filtration. They're looking to get, like, whole house systems. And, you know, they quote somebody that says, we just want to make sure we have the purest water for us and our children. And then it compounded into we're bathing in water, we're using water to clean our clothes and clean our dishes and everything to be clean and safe from chemicals. Um, but then it it goes on to talk about um, – you can get uh, your drinking water systems for $1,500, whole house systems for 6000 But then um, it also starts talking about um, kitchen won't protect your pipes, which is true. But it starts talking about um, there's a study. He says a study a while back showed that you absorb yeah. more cancer-causing agents in yeah. your shower in 15 minutes compared to drinking a half gallon of tap water. Um, Also, we make the water alkaline. That's a big deal. Today, alkaline water can boost your immune system to fight disease, including cancer. Um, But remember, federal and local agencies will intervene to lower salt concentrations, just unknown as to how much. Um, But, you know, and then, you know, text water to such and such for latest updates for saltwater intrusion emergencies. But, you know, for them to go on and make health claims like that, that's, I think, what frustrated me the most. Because when yeah. we go into the homes, we have to counteract with the news, the scare tactics, and, pardon my, the BS. <laughs> They're saying, the news is saying. So, off my soapbox.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, no, I agree with you. That, that really bothered me, too, about that was, you know, I, when somebody says there was a recent study, and they published that in a newspaper. I, I thought that was kind of irresponsible even of the journalist to say, okay, you're quoting a guy that's saying there was a recent study, but what was that study? You know, that was
1: – That's what I wanted you know, to
0: know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you know, the, the claims, the debunked claims about, you know, cancer, you know, alkaline water – curing cancer and just all this stuff. It, just, it really it really bugged me and, and we do get that in our industry you know I I would based on the quotes from that guy would be willing to bet I could tell you almost exactly what his sales presentation is like you know and you know what what his people are saying in the home and yeah that that in of itself is an issue um much bigger issue Um, So, yeah, that that was definitely there as well. But people are taking advantage of it, and this does highlight the necessity of knowing about this stuff, right, of being aware of it. Because you're right, Jen, it is going to happen, you know, for us somewhere. Um, But uh, so, yeah, that that was uh, definitely part of this. I want to just kind of talk in the last couple of minutes, last few minutes that we have here about some of the solutions, the technical solutions that they were suggesting, though, um, for this. Because, you know, one one of the things that the CNN article that I was reading, and, and actually some of the others pointed this out as well, is that all the money that has gone into Louisiana in the last 20 years, the last 15 years, I guess, has been there for, um, for uh, flood prevention. Right, because that's what happened. And after Katrina, was all the flood, all the damage from the flood. So they've they've built up levees, and they've you know they've prevented flood, and they haven't really thought about the the opposite of flood. And it's kind of interesting, you know, you can't plan for everything. So some of the things that they are talking about, of course, is working with people upstream to lower the the use of water. But the, even that is not going to make a, a big difference. Um, so they're they're talking with the you know with the state and with the Army Corps of Engineer engineers, um, they're basically looking at reverse you know uh, commercial or you know massive municipal reverse osmosis systems and we've talked about that before on this call and if you're familiar with those there's some real risk associated the power it takes to to produce you know if you've got thirty five thousand parts per million of of um, total dissolved solid, and we're not going to get too technical here, but some of you will understand this. Some of you may not um, unless you, you know, you've gone through the certification and the training. But 35,000 parts per million requires a minimum of well over 3,500 psi of pressure in order to reverse the osmosis process. So think of the power it takes to pump water at, you know, it has to be substantially higher than 35 or uh, than 3,500. psi. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's, I think it's, isn't it 350, 35,000 35, one, 35, one psi times for every 100. 100. So yeah, so, so one, one PSI, one, uh, one, one PSI time for every 100 parts per million of total of all solids. Right. So 30, it would, should be 35. So, uh, one three three fifty Okay, I'm sorry. Paul, thank you. Thank you, Paul. So even three hundred and fifty PSI. Yeah, that <laughs> thank you. You're you're absolutely right. So three fifty PS three hundred and fifty PSI takes a tremendous amount of thank you, Paul. I added one too many zeros. Um it takes a tremendous amount of pressure and power to to pump that three hundred and fifty PSI steadily in order to produce that and keep in mind it's gotta be substantially higher than 350 psi in order to reverse the osmosis process, right? And so, um, and then what do you do with all the excess salt that you're taking out? So, you know, you have the drain. You have to have a drain there somewhere. And, you know, so the pumps that they use to pump that, it often sucks in aquatic life, sea life. But then when they, they, they have to drain it somewhere, and often they drain it directly back into the sea, or into the ocean which raises the salt levels or the tds levels you know now you're taking this huge slug of of concentrated salt and putting it right back into the ocean now you're making the salt the sea too salty and that has a major ecological effect on sea life and um its ability to to live you know both vegetation and um the fish and and you know all the aquatic life it has a it has to you can't have too high a salt levels either. Um, so they're talking about doing that. I thought you know that's that's something that California does sometimes in emergency situations. Um, and they you know they sometimes it's what you have to do. You know, I mean keeping it's interesting that we have you know the earth is two thirds water but less than 1% of it is considered potable. And, and when you run in situations like this, it definitely shows. Another thing that they're talking about doing is building a, uh, a tall wall underwater uh, levee, and that's, that would slow the spread of the saltwater wedge. So the fresh water would go over the top of the wall, whereas, and it would stop the saltwater from coming upstream. So they're talking about doing that. Um, and then they're even talking about bringing water barges down and dumping them you know, from way up north, and dumping them into the lower parts of the river, but that's even that's not, not a you know going to have a huge impact. And then they're talking about building a, a multi-million-dollar pipeline from different places so that they can deliver fresh water from upstream as well. Um, of course, all of that depletes the usage for for the water upstream. So, anyway, bottom any any comments on this? We got about two minutes, and I want to make sure that you guys have. See if anybody has any comments or thoughts on on this before i kind of summarize the topic so the bottom line here is that um as jim was saying an awareness of what's happening out there knowing how to you know if your customers bring that up and ask about it it's always important to know The stories in the news, to you know, you're in the home and somebody says, "Hey, what's happening in New Orleans?" Right? What's I read something about the Mississippi? It's a good idea if you are considering yourself an expert in the field to be aware of these stories and to know how to represent them in a a way that abides by the Water Quality Association Code of Ethics. You know, we're not out there using scare tactics and giving misinformation or or making false health claims or, or false claims at all about what we can do um but it's also i think it also highlights just the importance of the technology that we have of course residents in new orleans or people impacted by this can treat their water much more effectively and efficiently at a point of use point of entry level than they would be able to at the municipal level you know so um and and the other thing i want to mention here is that while you know, I, yet this, here's yet another example of why, while I believe we should definitely reduce the consumption of bottled water in our homes, um, the bottled water is an important part of our industry. It is an important part of the water treatment industry. And so the a desire to eliminate bottled water, I think, is is um, not healthy as well because you need it in these emergency situations while people are trying to figure out what to do, you know, these unanticipated situations. Mm-hmm. Without bottled water, these people are kind of screwed. So um, any final thoughts? Okay. Well, I hope you guys found this interesting. I appreciate everybody being on, and we will talk to you next week, if not before. So thanks, everybody. Be safe. Have a great day. Thank you.